Hello, it's Friday, which means it's another Game Doubt. My name's Richard, and welcome to episode number three, I think this is, of the Game Doubt podcast. Thank you for all for joining me. If you're here on the YouTube video, thanks for clicking on and giving it a view. If you're listening on the audio feed, again, I appreciate you. In today's show, we're going to cover a little, a tiny smidgen of news. I did say before that I probably wouldn't do news, um, but... At the same time, I thought, well, why not? There's some bits that have piqued my interest, as they say. And we've got some whole host of Steam Deck stuff to cover. So without further ado, I'll see you after this. All right, all right, as always, thank you to Bill for doing, Bill at the Nerdness for that animation that you've just seen, and today I want to go over those bits of news that caught my attention, and uh, well, it's exciting, as you can see, we've got our news articles here, this is the first one that we've got, um, it's about the Steam Deck production update, I think this is really good, announced on Friday the 29th of July, so it's about a week or so ago, no, yeah, about a week old, actually. I think I'm a little bit behind. Anyway, I saw this. It caught my eye. I thought I'd just announce it on the on the show. Hello, we're excited to announce that we are going to be able to fulfill demand sooner than we had expected. Uh, for everyone in the reservation queue, many of the supply chain shortfalls that affect Steam Deck are gradually clearing up, and we continue to ramp up production so that we are able to produce decks faster than ever before, which means, you lucky folks... You'll all be able to soon get your hands on one of these bad boys, which is great. As of today, we've updated the reservation windows, and everybody who's currently in the reservation window queue will get their Steam Deck emailed this year. Many customers who are in Q4 or later window have been bumped to Q3, July, September window. Anybody else is now a solidly Q4, October, December window. As of this moment, new reservations will be held in a Q4 bucket, but if these queues Fill up, they'll flip over into the, the following quarter. See the reservation window. Uh, visit the site while logged in. We're happy that we were able to get more Steam Decks into your hands faster than we had established. It has been great to see the positive feedback, impression, amazing things you've already been able to do with your Steam Deck. We can't wait to see more things in the coming months. If I boot up Steam, I've just covered up that lovely um, little animation we've got in the background there. Uh, yeah, if I was to reserve one, Q4, so I could literally get a second one this year. Babe, can I buy another Steam Deck? I don't know if you heard the answer, but it's uh, it was a uh, game of F, and then ended them off. Uh, so here we are. So if you are another Steam Deck, or sorry, if you're looking to reserve a Steam Deck, it is available, and you're into a Q4 bucket, which is great. It did sort of kind of like inspire something I wanted to discuss really about the Steam Deck itself and how Valve have done this, uh, which is kind of what brought me to think about this and this kind of this article here really did kind of um kind of what's the word i'm looking for kind of uh, emphasize that and what it was is the fact is the way they've done it um i 
like many people already know, I ordered mine last October. I, I reserved mine last August. I ordered it in February when it was. I, I paid for it in August this year. So it took over a year uh, for me to get my hands on my Steam Deck. Um, but it was nice to get it on there. You know, I did see a few people whinging on Twitter that actually what the way Valve are doing this is is not great. It's not great for consumers. It's not great for this. It's great for that. And I I kind of disagree. With the pain that we all went through with uh, GPUs, PlayStations, uh, and the like, being able to actually see this uh, go in this direction really does. Um, I think it's a great. I think it's great. I think they've actually done a really good, solid thing. It means scalpers aren't going to get their hands unless they want to wait on these products. And then, uh, yes, they are on eBay. Yes, there's a UK shop here called CEX, and they are selling the 512 model for 900 pounds 900 pounds uh for the steam deck which this retails on steam for around about i think it's like 500 odd 569 pound that's an insane amount of money for this and there's probably people paying it um I don't think we should be looking at, you know, paying any more than retail for these products. Uh, my wife will tell you that 900 or f what I paid for mine was too much money as well. Uh, she won't let me buy another one. So uh, there's the answer to that. But at the same time, it's just, it's insane that there are people complaining that we've got a situation where Valve are doing their best to get their these decks into people's hands. Got to wait a little bit, you know, and I don't think it's a bad thing to wait. I don't think it's a, a problem that we have to sit there and we have to wait for these products to come out because otherwise we're looking at scalpers doing it and no one gets a look in and no one wants that. No one wants to get to a point where actually no one gets one. So I think it's not a bad thing at all. Uh, so well done to Valve. Keep it up. Ramp those products out. It won't be long before we're in a situation where you will be able to just buy one straight away from Steam or from Valve. So that's good. Um, the other one is, is this. Valve says next-gen Steam decks are planned and may include streaming machines. Uh, the theme, size and shape will change and design, they said. Uh, this week, uh, this is latest issue of Weekly uh, Fabio 2 magazine has an interview with a number of Valve developers to celebrate the fact that Steam Deck can now be reserved by players in Asia, which is cool. At one point in the interview, the team said, if the Steam Deck is successful, can we expect more in the future? Um, unless something change, major changes, there will be an extra generation of Steam Deck products in the future, designer Greg Kuma replied. The theme, size, shape will change, but it may, uh, but might even become a streaming streaming machine. Development of the Steam Deck will continue. One reason is that an extension of the uh, the core Steam platform. The Steam Deck is another PC in f another form, but the Steam but Steam has many other uses besides the handheld device, such as TV or a desktop. Um, we will continue to work to satisfy our customers where as much as possible. Uh, it's a bit of good news to know that there, it is a successful device. They are planning and looking into the future. So that's always good to see. Um, I don't think Valve will be re, you know, issuing uh, Steam Deck 2.0 anytime soon. I think there's going to be, a, you know, I don't think we need a revision for, for a few years yet. I think I really get kind of annoyed by console makers when they do a revision like three years into the, the console cycle. Need it. And PlayStation have obviously just bumped up their prices, which is which is insane uh, with the current everything. Um, you know, 
they go to say here, we've already made improvements to battery life between the time of launch. Now he explained, for example, we made it possible to play refresh rates at 40 hertz and we're working hard to give users more control and how long their battery lasts. I think a Steam Deck 2.0 uh, should definitely include a bigger battery or better battery life. Mine's not bad. Like the battery life in mine is is good. I do have to do some tweaking as you can, you know, as you we all know, and currently I'm downloading Divinity Original Sin 2. Uh, I want to continue my playthrough on the go. I, I do have it as a Switch. One thing I haven't done since getting my Steam Deck is actually like holding my Switch again. I haven't actually done that. Give me a sec. Sorry if you just saw my armpits. Um, wow. Doesn't that, that feels really weird. That feels so insanely strange to, to pick up my Switch. Um, wow. Like the difference. Um, oh my God. Like even like the grip difference. Um, the Switch ergonomically is amazing. Like it really is. Um, and we get onto a Twitter question a little bit later about, about the, the ergonomics and the ugliness of the Steam Deck. Um, but this feels like a paperweight. It really does. I found myself getting pins and needles in my arm, uh, in my hand using the Steam Deck, which is insane. Um, it's definitely, it's definitely chunky. Um, but that's the first time since having the Steam Deck. It's the first time this, my Switch has been out of its cradle since picking up my, uh, my Steam Deck. So there you go. They're, so a bit of live thing for you there. Um, like, I'm just putting them side by side. I'll never compare them. It'll be like comparing apples to oranges. Uh, they're both the same thing, essentially. Do different, they uh, A product that's designed to do similar things. At the same time, they, they are extremely different. Um, I use my Steam Deck because I want to play games uh, that, you know, off my Steam library. I don't use my Switch because I like my Steam Deck. Uh, it's as simple as that, really. Um, but... There are Nintendo products that I can't get. Uh, well, I, I mean, I can, but not. It wouldn't be legal. Um, still got still got Octopath Traveler going, uh, which is which is kind of funny. Um, so yeah, that's 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 the Steam. That's the Switch. It feels so weird. Um, got sidetracked, but there we go. It's good to see that they're going to be looking to do more, ramping up their production, and the fact that they're going to look to improve the Steam Deck in different ways. And then this also caught my eye. Uh, nearly 10% of all Steam games are now uh, Steam Deck compatible. And the reason this caught my eye is because a lot of people complain that game consoles, when they launch, they don't have a massive library. Uh, Steam Deck is like, yeah, look at what we've got. Look at what we can do. 5,000 verified and playable games. And if you are what you know part of the channel, thank you very much. We've got the verified series where we take games uh, that aren't officially verified and ver uh, unsupported games, apart from those games that need the anti-cheat software and stuff like that, and see how they run on Steam Deck. I've got a new episode coming out Monday. There is a new episode of that every Monday dropping. It's called Verified. Do subscribe to the YouTube channel so you can catch it as well. Um, whether I put last week's Verified at the end of this week's podcast, so that may happen, but also there'll be an audio version go out on Mondays as well for people who can't catch the YouTubes. Um, over to this article. So PC Gamer have got this one for me. Uh, Valve hit the Steam Deck this week, revealing that it has just passed 5,000 games that are verified and playable for its portable gaming handheld. Not bad considering the catalogue. It's just over 50,000. To excuse me. It's been a long day. 
Games must pass four categories to be considered verified to receive that precious green, pre precious green checkmark. The four boxes that they need to be checked are input, display, seamless, and support system. System support. Remember, I think the verified system is a little bit... Um, it's it's fine. It does what it needs to do, and it gives us an idea, but that's just so, you know, it's, it's a, a tick box exercise of the game to, you know, will it boot up on Steam Deck? Is the text size good? Is it playable? Yada, yada, yada. Uh, I've installed Shadow of Mordor onto my Steam Deck, and that runs like an absolute bag of poop. Uh, so it might be verified, but it doesn't mean you're going to get a great experience on those games. Um, I'm starting to find where the Steam Deck falls in terms of games, um, where I was hoping, well, I was hoping I could kind of not have to worry about using my computer for certain games, but definitely will still have to use my PC or my Xbox for certain titles. Uh, playable uh, might mean that some of the in-game text might be too small to read or display non-Steam Deck controls in icons and games. Valve has a more in-depth checklist. It'll provide developers with everything they need to do before they submit their games for compatibility review. This process generally takes about a week for their submissions. 5,000 is a pretty impressive number to hit, considering the vast number of games on Steam. As more Steam decks get, uh, are getting shipped, Valve has made it uh, a point to have more Steam, uh, Steam games become verified and playable, especially previously, uh, especially previously unsupported games. Also, if you happen to be in Japan next month and took a game show, Valve's handheld, uh, handheld, handing copies out of a neat little book about the Steam Deck's development, just so you, and you can download it here. Uh, we'll take a look at that in a sec. Um, the book is also gave away at Valve's plans to continue building, and we we touched upon that. So let's have a look at that book, Steam Deck book. Look, this looks really cool, of how they came about it. This video is hilarious. So that's really cool. If you you know if you can get one, I can download it. Uh, here it is. It's uh, oh cool. It's a few pages. Nice. Steam Deck Japan, South Korea, Taiwan, Hong Kong. Valve making video games are a worldwide gaming platform, gaming hardware and devices. Valve began in 1996 as a gaming developer. Valve's notable uh, gaming franchises are Half-Life Portal, Counter-Strike, Team Fortress, uh, Day of uh, Defeat and Dota 2. Uh, this is a really nice book. Uh, I expect the hard copy of this would be, would be really cool. So, yeah, so you can get one of these books. Look at all the different variations of... I mean, this must be their variations of what they went through to get to the Steam Deck. That's hilarious. Um, it's interesting. And then they obviously went through all of this stuff to get to this point. What's interesting is going back to the Switch is the fact that this kind of paved the way for this style of console, if that makes sense. It made this, this style mainstream. Um, I suspect people were doing it beforehand, but the Switch taking off like it did made it mainstream to make a console in that sense uh which is really cool so that's the book that's the news let's roll on to what i've been playing on the steam deck so i had thought about doing this podcast like cutting off the audio you know cutting the video and stuff but i think i might include you all for the ride so first of all i want to look at i'm gonna i'm gonna play this game here in the background because i've been i've still been on in a really weird place for games it's going to settle down this weekend i'm going to start looking at doing what needs to be done for for gaming um and starting to look at you know different bits and pieces uh in the sense of what i um 
what's the words I'm looking for? Let's find. We'll use the review. It's not great quality. We get 720p. Okay. Um, let me start again. It's been a bit of a weird bit. Like I, the, when I first got my Steam Deck a couple of weeks ago, I was flitting about different, being different games, and I've still been doing that kind of. This weekend it settles down. I'm looking to um, give you updates on a retro game that I'm playing. Um, and I'm going to try and start achievement hunting because the Steam Deck gives us that ability to do so. I'll get into the games I'm going to be picking for those kind of things uh, shortly. But one of the games to really uh, hit my radar is um, Shadow Tactics Blades of Shogun, um, which is a verified game. So it doesn't really qualify for the verified series, um, if you like. It's a game I've had on the Epic Game Store and my Steam library for absolutely ages. Um, and I've been like, well, okay, let me see what this is like. And I heard um, Bill from the Nerd Nest talking about this the other, uh, the other day. And I was like, I'm sure I've got that game. I'm sure I've got it. Um, and thanks to Coffee Cup Gamers, I'm just going to use your footage in the background. Um, I was like, I'm sure I've got, and it turns out I was correct. I have this game, uh, sitting in my steam library and it's like, well, actually I want to have a look at this. Checked if it was verified and it's verified. Ah, this will do. Um, and I was like, okay, that's a good start. It's verified. Downloaded it. I think the game size itself was, uh, let me, let me, let me double check. So it's 7.3 gigs. So it's not going to kind of set you back in in memory wise in a in a in a bad way. I was like, this is cool, verified, and it's an absolute banger. It really is. You play as uh some some ninjas, if you like, different, and you've got different ninjas, and you essentially have to go through a level in an isometric view, as you can see in the the IGN stuff here, and kill the people, the guards, hide their bodies, throw shurikens, lay traps. I'm about, I think I'm into my second mission. I think it is. Um, and it's a lot of fun. It really is. I was getting confused at one point because for some reason, this is set up as the uh, the quick save. You can't see what I'm doing, but the, the, the left-hand small button at the top of the Steam Deck is set up as a quick save. So I kept pressing that thinking it was the pause button. I have no idea why. Um, but it was a, it, it was a thing. Um, but, it's a lot of fun. So you start with Hayato, and he can climb. He's a very sort of nimble assassin, can throw a shuriken, um, and he can go up behind people and he can stealth kill. And the idea is you want to get through without getting seen, all that kind of stuff. Kind of like a Hitman-style game or Metal Gear Solid, Splinter Cell, that kind of stuff. You don't want to get seen, you know. Um, and then uh, on the way, you meet different different uh samurais and ninjas so that gives you kind of different varieties and one of the ninja uh, samurais i met is is is, is he's called mugen i think it is and he's basically like a heavy lifter dude he can take the the, the bodies and throw them like rag dolls he can pick up a time he can lift heavy items 
Um, but then he's got an ability that he can, you set up his ability that moves uh, the, the area effect in front and he can like move forward and, and double attack with his sword. Then I've met uh, another little ninja and she's, or, uh, you know, uh, and she's a, she's a child apparently, but she can lay traps and blow whistles and attract the enemy to these traps. And, and you kind of have to work together to um, essentially make sure that you're not getting seen. And it works really well on the Steam Deck. It really does with the uh, the controls all set up really, really nicely. There's no fin- uh, messing around with community controls. You have something called, uh, it's like uh, Night something or Shadow Night or something like that. Uh, I can't remember exactly what the name is called, but it allows you to all attack at the same time. So you can set up like these traps, you can set up an ambush or you can set up this, you can set up that. And it kind of stores the uh, the attack commands and then you can execute it and it all happens at the same time. Same with, uh, there's a guy who's a, a sniper uh, and you basically sit there and you can work out the best way. And it's it's almost like a strategy puzzle game of how to get through the level without being seen. So overall, it's a really good experience and it's a lot of fun on the Steam Deck and I would recommend it to anybody. It's usually quite cheap. Uh, Epic Games did have it uh, if you can get it for free via Epic Games uh, if it comes around again but I would highly recommend this game uh, to anyone so that's uh, uh, Shadow Tactics Blades of Shogun the other game that's really uh, kind of like caught my attention is so that game is Circuit Superstars this is an absolute wild little ride and this is great for like uh, 10 minute sessions um it's uh, kind of top-down, as you can see, uh, kind of cartoony-style uh, racer. And it's like time attack. It has uh, different different disciplines of racing. Um, and you can kind of like have like endurance races and all sorts. This is a great pick-up-and-play, especially if you just want to spend 10 minutes doing, a, you know, doing something, having a quick go on something, and then away you go. And that's kind of what I've been doing with it. It's been quite a nice experience to do that pick up and play attitude. Um, I would highly recommend this to anybody who loves racing games, but it's it's racing in a in a in quite a fun manner. You got the pit stops, um, and it's got quite a nice satisfying control system to it. Like the drift control as the car steps out when you go around a corner is really really satisfying. It's got old Formula One style cars. It's got new ones, GT cars. Obviously, there is no official licensed cars. But what there is, is a lot of, there's a lot of good here. And there's a lot of fun to have you had. It's got couch co-op. As you can see, you've got all the um, the pit crews and stuff like that. Circle Star, it's a, it's a racing game. Um, it has to be highlighted how good the controls are in this, I think is one of the nicest things about it. And it's a pick up and play game. It's a lot of fun and I would recommend it to anybody. Go grab it. Go grab both games, Circuit Superstars. And uh, Shadow Tactics, Blades of Shogun, they are both worth, both well worth it. And they're both verified games on Steam Deck. They um, Both games will run at 60 FPS. The battery life in um, Shadow Tactics, I do have to knock that down just to make sure I don't kill the battery. Uh, but this will run 60 FPS, not a problem. It's buttery smooth and it doesn't kill the battery life either. Um, the AI can be really difficult in Circuit Superstars, so it's a, it's a nice challenge to try and make sure you win the championships. And it's got a championship mode or Grand Prix mode where you could just batter through each of the the championships, very much similar to like Mario Kart. So that's a lot of fun. And I'm a big fan of Mario Kart, so it's nice to have something like that. 
on the Steam Deck to play on the go or online couch co-op with friends. And before I go finish on this one, they've got a Top Gear test track time trial, which is really cool. Uh, and you can race against actual racing drivers and try and beat their time. So it was a lot of fun. I think I'm like 10th or something or something like that when I last checked. Anyway, go download it, go buy it. A lot of fun to be had in Circuit Superstars and Shadow um, Shadow Tactics. So that kind of highlights what I've been playing mostly on Steam Deck. And as I said, it's been a bit like higgledy pickledy all over the place, just purely because I'm still finding my feet on what I want to play. I did highlight before I jumped into this section of the show that I was going to look to do a couple of different things. I want to try and do some achievement hunters hunting on the Steam Deck and report. That's what the idea of gamed out is to do my is to, to crack through my, my backlog. And I think, OK, let's have a go at that. Let's have a try. Let's see what we can do. And we'll go from there. So the idea, real simple, is to pick a game that we're going to try and unlock all the achievements. And the first, that game, for, for the time being, will be Nino Kuni, uh, Wrath of the White Rich. Which got it on Steam Deck. It looks fantastic. I played a chunk of it on, or played a bit of it on Switch, but looking to play it on the Steam Deck. And I'm also going to do a retro game. Uh, and we'll be playing... Paper Mario is the game, and I'm looking forward to doing like a, a retro rewind of what that game is like. So I'm looking forward to finally starting to play and complete games that I've never really completed in the past. So look out for those. Paper Mario and Nino Kuni will be coming up. But over to our Twitter question. I asked a question last week, which was, "Do you think the Steam Deck is ugly?" And this is kind of spurred on by my wife. And as you can see by the Twitter poll, just down here. Uh, 66.7% of the voters thought it wasn't, it's not ugly. Uh, I didn't get any comments on this one this week, uh, but 33.3% thought it was. So, you know, 33% of the vote did think the Steam Deck is old, do think the Steam Deck is ugly, and uh, 66% of the uh, the vote don't. So that is this week's Twitter question. I think it's, it's interesting to see, and I would love to have I've heard why people think the Steam Deck isn't ugly. I think it's... Uh, it's an ergonomics because it's got no color. Like the Switch is like got using different Joy-Con colors, that kind of stuff. It's just a, a slab of plastic is the way she described it. Um, but I'd love to know what people think. If they think it's something that's actually, you know, a good looking device. I think it, it serves a purpose. Everything seems to be meticulously thought out by Valve, I think, in position, button placement. Uh, how you're holding it, that kind of stuff. So I don't think it's a bad thing. So there we go. That's this week's Twitter question. Look out for Twitter tomorrow as we announce uh, the Twitter question of the week. Please do get in touch with me over at That Chap Zap. You can see my Twitter just there on the YouTube video uh, at That Chap Zap on the audio if you wish to follow me and come support me. We also do have a um, Instagram. I'll remember to link it down below. And that's it for this week's podcast. It was short and sweet. Um, and I'm hoping to have a bit more of a full-blown structure on next week's show. I was going to do uh, an Al Team Alfa Romeo update from the F1 game. Um, but unfortunately, I not done it. <laughs> I didn't play any. I haven't played any. I haven't got around to doing it. Uh, so that's this week's podcast. A little bit of news and a bit more Steam Deck stuff. Game Doubt will go, start going to a regular battle, backlog battle-style podcast over the next couple of weeks. It's going to be mainly focused on Steam Deck. That is my console of choice. That's the console I want to play stuff on. So hopefully you're going to enjoy the ride. You have to let me know what you think about the news stuff, uh, if the news is for you. Uh, because 
I'd love to know what people think uh, about me reporting on the news. There are really good podcasts out there already doing Steam Deck news and whether you want to hear, but I'd also love to hear from you on what you would like to hear on the show. You can catch me um, on iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, and all the other podcasts that there are. You can also head over to the YouTube channel. Hi, thanks for joining me on the YouTube. Uh, hit the like, subscribe, and all those good things. I really appreciate it if you do. Um, until next time, you can get in touch with me at that Jabs app. Uh, email, everything else will be down in the link description. I will see you all very soon. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Just to let you all know, what you're going to hear now is the episode of Verified that went out live on my YouTube channel uh, on Monday. Please remember, we do a Verified every Monday. And this is, so you're going to hear a little bit of confusion in like me talking about bits and pieces that I've already said at the beginning of the show. As I said, Verified released every single Monday, but I thought I'd put last Monday's Verified here for you all to listen to. Enjoy. Massive shout out to Bill over the Nerd 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 Nerd, nerd Nest. Massive shout out to Bill at the Nerd Nest who did the animation logo that you just saw on the YouTube channel. If you're listening to this on the podcast, then well, you can't see that. You'll have to head over to the YouTube channel to see it. If you are listening, do I do thank you. You can support me on iTunes, Apple Podcast. That's the same place. Google Podcasts and wherever you do get your podcasts from. Game Doubt is released in audio form every Friday. This section here which we're going to get to what the name is called uh, shortly is going to be uh, added on to the audio version of the podcast later in the week but for people who want to see my reaction to games in this series called verified verified is where we're taking those games that aren't verified on valve steam deck they're either playable or they're unsupported for whatever reason and we look to see if they're playable new old whatever you want to call it that's what we're looking at and in today's verified look, F1 20 or F1 Manager, the game from Frontier, uh, where you take the role of team principal and you take a team from bottom to top or top top or wherever you want to be. That's what we're looking at. But the idea of this series is exactly that. These games come up with like the so Valve has, I should say, has like a verified system. And if you look on Steam, you can see if they're verified to so like Elden Ring and other games like that, Marvel Spider-Man and all those sort of games, they aren't verified on Steam Deck. They are meant to work out of the box with no problems, this, that and the other. You might get playable games that have some textures that are too small or there's a launcher in the background that's going to cause a little bit of a hiccup here or there. Then you've got the unsupported or the unverified category, can't remember the official name. The ones I won't be testing are the ones that flat out are not going to work so we're talking the destiny 2s the dead day by day dead by daylights i don't want to get my account banned in destiny 2 uh, they don't want this game or they don't want destiny on steam deck i believe it's in the faq bad bungee for whatever reason i think it's to do with the anti-cheat software that you use it's not verified to work on uh linux whatever you want to call it but hopefully they kind of get that ironed out because i would love destiny 2 on this thing We've got Guild Wars 2 and Final Fantasy 14 on here, uh, which is which is really cool. A couple of massive MMOs to play, lots of content. But that's the idea of this series. So a video each week. I know this one's early. It's early because F1 Manager officially comes out very soon, but we're looking to release one every Wednesday. So enough babbling, waffling. Let's talk about this week's Verified. 
yeah, as you can see, we've got some footage here. You can't see the footage on my other monitor. They're there to kind of remind me of bits and pieces. It's me waffling. There's no kind of bullet points. There's things that I want to discuss, but there's no kind of straight to, like, there's no script to this. I kind of like an off-the-cuff piece, if that makes sense. Um, also, I'll be interjecting footage as we go along. Please do apologize. I do apologize for the dust on my Steam Deck. I didn't realize how dusty it was. <laughs> Until I got this footage, so hopefully, I'm sorry, I'll keep it clean in future for future videos. Anyway, F1 Manager, Frontier Games releases this, I believe it's like tomorrow, as of recording, um, it, it drops officially. There was an early access period if you bought it. It's around 40-ish pounds, I believe, on Steam, and we're going to discuss whether it's... Well, what I don't want to discuss is whether it's worth the money. I haven't played enough of the game to make that opinion. I have done one race, one qualify, and one practice session at the beginning of the game um, to give you a very early impressions. I may turn around and say at the end of this, yeah, go out and buy it or, or not. I'm hoping that the, the whole point of this piece is more to give you an idea of whether you should be buying the game or not, or if you're looking to purely play on Steam Deck, what is it like on the Steam Deck? How does it run? Does it handle it well? All those kind of things. We have got footage captured straight from the Steam Deck as well. And I'm going to be talking about on Friday about that whole host of mess of a problems I had getting that thing to work. That was, that was a challenge. But anyway, over to this game. F1 Manager. It's an interesting sort. Um... I come at this from a person who grew up watching Formula One. I love motorsport. I love, in general, all that kind of cool stuff about the motorsport. I love the strategies. I love the big, powerful cars, the V8s, the V10s, or whatever engines. I love Formula One from yesteryear, all that good stuff. We obviously don't have the, the big V8s or V10s or V12s in Formula One currently. They are a hybrid system, and that's the engines they're running. But still, watching Formula One is is a really, really good kind of, it's a Sunday afternoon for me. I sit down, I'll have a, I'll have a drink in front of me and I'll be screaming at the telly um, at whoever. Um, do I support a team? Probably McLaren is the team that I support. I am a Popeyes fan. I like to see the Mercedes boys do well. That includes Lewis Hamilton. Sorry if you're a Red Bull fan and watching this. But then at the end of the day, I, I appreciate Max's driving ability. Just not a Red Bull fan. All right, so there we are. I'm going to get them out of the way before we start this video in case anybody starts commenting down below about Team Lewis Hamilton and Team Max. If, any, if I see any of those comments, I'm deleting them straight away, by the way. I don't need any of that. Um, so I took up Alfa Romeo. So I've got two drivers, Joe Guan Yu and Valtteri Bottas. We've got Robert Kubica as the reserve driver. Uh, they were my, that, my... My challenge in this is to take Alfa Romeo from one of the like back end of the midfield teams to the top. That's my challenge. Um, and I really like that. And I'm going to say this before I go on any further. If you are looking to drive the cars in this game, you can't. There is no ability to drive the cars. If you want to drive the cars, download or, and buy F1 2020, uh, sorry, 2022. Probably download F1 2021 because I think that game isn't broken compared to this this year's. We've got the ability to try one of the F1 games on deck, so we'll see what it's like. Um, I haven't tried many racing games yet. I tried to say it's a course of competizione, but I haven't tried anything like Formula One. Anyway, um, where was I? Ah, yes. My challenge, if you like. 
This game a whole host of options. The beginning, uh, if you like, you are bombarded with tutorial screens. Yeah, there's tutorials left, right, and center. Uh, there's um, a person who's apparently in the aerodynamics team. She's kind of taking you around the, the, the screens, the overlays, the different bits and pieces, the buttons, what everything does, and explaining stuff to you. Uh, there is a lot to take in. Like, there is an overwhelming amount of information to grasp there's also there's there seems to be like a fine counterbalance in this game where they could make it really complex and they could really go ott but at the same time they've probably got it more balanced to the we don't want to we don't want to make it ott and i'm looking forward to seeing what future iterations especially when the community start getting a hold of this and i suspect we're going to see mods for this game this game is hopefully we'll see mods of like different improvements and different things there are things that i would want from this game um which i don't really need to kind of go into i don't suppose and we could always do that at the back end of this video um presentation wise it makes you feel like you are part of the formula one calendar like overall it makes you feel like you are part of a team it makes you feel like you have taken control of that team. They do the presentation so well. The camera direction in certain, uh, you know, in certain corners, in certain circuits, like all of this that you can see on this screen. This is taken from Steam, uh, from the PC version. Um, uh, the clock counting down to the, so we're now about to go lights out. This this camera angle is is what they use in the TV. So it gives you that feeling that you are actually part of the Formula One circus. And as you can see on the screen right now, we've got all of these different kind of things. And on the Steam Deck, you kind of shrink that. You, you've gone from a screen this side, which is a, a 1920 by 1080 to that, which has just got the intro playing. Um, and it and it literally just, just goes down to this side. So normal managerial uh, things apply. You've got your messages, you've got your board, you've got to keep your sponsors happy, you've got your targets to reach, and you've got all of those things throughout a race weekend. I think where the real in-depth kind of gameplay comes from is over strategy side of things and where you start pumping that money into aerodyn aerodynamics, chassis, uh, suspension, brakes, that kind of stuff, and how to improve and uh, bring upgrades to your car. So throughout the season... Uh, in the real world, teams will bring certain upgrades to their cars at certain points. So they might do the first five races with the car in a certain sort of way, and then they'll bring a new front wing, or they'll bring a rear wing, longer rear wing, or, or lower chassis, or something like a lighter chassis. It kind of depends on what they're, they're doing and how they're looking to develop that car. Same thing in this game. You can set up what you want to upgrade you know bring new new designs to the car to help improve aerodynamics braking cornering load speed cornering high speed cornering everything else uh, you can bring and there is a cost cap uh, so in the current regulations of formula one all the teams have got the same cost throughout their 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 like their budget throughout the year they can't go over that cost cap or they get fined it's designed to bring the grid closer together uh We've had um, an era of dominance of um, Mercedes. It was eight years of Mercedes winning the constructors' title, um, with Lewis Hamilton winning seven uh, drivers' championships. It's been this massive era of dominance, and 
It always was the team with the most powerful car and probably we will be able to spend a lot of money at that. One of the best seasons of Formula 1, if you're ever looking to watch what this travelling circus is really like, is if you watch the highlights from the 2012 season. They, I think they're trying to bring that back. They're trying to go back to that era of five, six, seven teams or four top honours. But we're, we're a little way off. Back to this game and off Formula 1. It's... You know, those things are all part of this game. They're all there, you know, strategies, uh, sorry, you know, aerodynamic stuff that you can do. You can recruit new drivers. So I put a scout out on a young driver, Oscar, uh, I can't pronounce his last name. I can pronounce it one day, then can't pronounce it another. But they can take 15 days for a short scout and then it can take up to 30 days for um, a, you know, a longer scouting. So you can really get a decent feel for what Oscar can do. I will premise this, I was like 12 minutes in, all this footage is from the same weekend. We, you've got the qualifying and you've got the race. Um, so, yeah, you can really kind of delve into how you want to change your team. Do you get rid of both drivers? Do you change one driver? Is one driver going to come in and make a problem? That kind of stuff. It looks to all be there. Um, but where the real kind of meat and potatoes... I suppose is an analogy I'm going to use. It comes from, on as you can see, this screen. We've got a lot going on. During the race, you can take full control, not drive it, but full control of how the cars, the drivers manage their tyres, their ERS system, their fuel. And the idea is, you know, there is no refueling in Formula 1, so you need to make sure that that 106 kilos that you can see on the screen there actually lasts them to the end so it's it's managing when those drivers should be pushing when they couldn't be when they're not pushing the idea of the driver is to get in the car drive the car but you've got your strategy team behind the driver to say look right let's go Valtteri push push no off you come um, and all of that kind of stuff and when they should be overtaking defending all of those kind of things really do make it kind of suckers you in to what it's like and I and it's a full race. So it's a full 57 lap race. You do have the ability to speed it up or you can pause it. Um, that does help. For anybody who doesn't think that's a good thing, it's a really good thing if you're trying to get your head around this game because being able to pause time and take in some of the information that's just happened in the last five or six laps, say that you've got uh, a crash or say that you've got something going on, you can just slow it down, replan your next sort of moves and then carry on. Speed up through the middle sort of the race you know, there'll be a point in the race where everything kind of um, neutralizes, I think is the best way. And then everyone will be doing kind of the same thing. And then you'll get to the pit stops. Before you jump into a race, you'll have the chance to make up pit stop strategies. And these consist of what tires to go on. Now, you'll have sets of used tires. You'll have sets of um, uh, new tires. And in Formula 1, the regulations state that you have to use, uh, if you start on the medium tyres, uh, you have to use one of the other compounds, hard or softs, uh, as, a, as a rule. So you have to, that basically defines you to have to come into the pits at least once during a race to change tyres. Nice and simple. Regulation is in Formula 1 manager, of course it is. So then it comes down to you working out before a race of what is going to be the best tire choice and that's where practice and qualify comes in you build that information now if you're sending one of your drivers out on hards and he's doing i don't know the average lap here is a 138 139 if you like and he's doing a 137 on the hards 
but you send him out on the mediums and he's doing a 141 because the the mediums aren't firing up and I'll kind of explain what I mean by firing up in a second. You're going to you're going to try and keep your driver on the hard tires the longest. With regards to firing up is a, a bit of a term they use. It's when the tires become optimal, when they're in their best operating window. Um, and it's all of that kind of stuff to juggle within Formula One. That's what you're looking to do. And that's what you're looking to try and juggle in this um, in this game. As simple as that. Uh, you are trying to juggle those kind of scenarios all the time. And then, all of a, then you've got like a safety car could come out and we don't have one in this race or a virtual safety car could happen and it changes your strategies or all of a sudden you think of a, a world-class strategy from the word go and it's like, well, hang on a minute, this changes everything. So in this race in particular, I, I Valtteri qualified in 15th and Joe qualified in um, 10th. So I put Joe on a strategy which was soft, medium, soft. So he started on the soft tires because they looked like they would be the fastest, went on the medium stint in the middle, and then he'd come back in. So it was a two-stop strategy and go on the softs again. Valtteri, we tried something different. He was 15th. He's currently out of the points. We something. So we lugged Valtteri on the on the hard tires from the start. The idea of this was those hard tires would last for about 30 laps, if you like, and they would go longer than everyone else who was starting on the soft so we could overtake them all in pit lanes, pit strategies, and then we would run a set of mediums to the end of the race. That was the idea. And for, for Joe, his race got ruined for whatever reason, Joe's race was absolutely turned on its head. Uh, I, I I probably mismanaged Joe, but Valtteri finished fifth. So I managed to get... And the last few laps of this race, I, I wish I'd recorded actually my reaction uh, because I recorded this with the sound off with the mic off just to get the footage. But I was intensely watching the last five laps because I was being hunted down by two Mercedes drivers. So hunted down by Botta, uh, George Russell and Hamilton for the fifth place. And I was worried that I was going to lose the fifth place. And then it was a balance of the tires. And it was the balance of making sure that those tires didn't fall off hard enough that I end up putting it, Bottas puts it in the wall. And it was this, and that moment to moment really captured what this game is about. It really did. It really made me feel like, oh my God, I need to make sure that I keep my head, like I need to keep Valtteri's head down. By this point, it was just about getting Joe to the end. He wasn't going to finish in the points, but Valtteri was going to pick up some points. He picked up nine points for the team, which was a great start for, for, for my campaign. That itself works as a, as a manager game. It works. It brings that excitement to you as, a, as, as the team principal, and it gives you that kind of buzz that, okay, I need to see this next five or you know five or eight laps through right to the end because my god I need to watch what's going on. So that's the game. But how does it run? Like how is it on Steam Deck and how is it on the different systems? So uh, my PC it has a AMD uh, five series processor, yeah, fifty six hundred X, and I've got a sixty eight. I just caught my headphones. A sixty eight hundred. Um, 
graphics card, AMD graphics card. 32 gigs of RAM, runs flawlessly. There's a few little hiccups right at the beginning when it was like loading, nothing major, runs absolutely flawlessly. Graphically, it's good. As I said, the presentation, different camera angles, the sound is absolutely bang on. Everything about this game is absolutely brilliant, like in that sense. The blur uh, in the animation on the, like when they're turning the wheel is a little bit sickening. So, and you can't turn the blur off for some weird reason. You can't turn that down. The AI is funky as hell. Like there are moments where you think to yourself, something's going to happen. For example, it, when they're coming out of the pit lane for qualifying, for some reason, if you're on a flying lap, your driver slows down to let them come out of the pit lane. Don't understand why. It's a very weird experience to kind of look at and watch. Um, they'll slow down on the racing line, which is really dangerous. And I really hope that over future patches, I'm hoping there's a day one patch that patches a lot of this stuff out because hopefully through the, the pre-release, they've had a lot of this stuff back. Hopefully. Um, so, but on PC, it runs absolutely no problem, which, you know, it should do. It should, it should run absolutely brilliantly. Um, another really cool sound thing, just quickly before I move on to the Steam Deck, is actually the, they've got voices from uh, from the drivers, from the actual drivers in, in Formula 1, and you'll hear them come over the radio, and they'll be like, uh, you'll they'll say box, box, and they'll be copy, and it's actually them, it's really cool. Like, that immersion is there, um, and you can't get away from that. Really, really cool. Frantically trying to control two drivers or manage them is is mad. Steam Deck. Probably the reason why we're here for this video, to know, does it run? Yes, it runs absolutely fine. Like, it runs well. Um, I encountered a bug, which was um, where I had to use mouse and keyboard to enter my name in the team principal part. I couldn't, for whatever reason, couldn't get the cursor to select at the end to delete the characters. I really wish that we didn't have that. They just left those two fields blank. Whether it's a bug or whether it's just a, a Steam Deck thing because it's not verified, don't know. Definitely something that was quite annoying, quite frustrating. Uh, I thought to myself, oh crap, we're not going to be able to play this at all. But it runs. I actually, I don't know if I've got the, the settings. Uh, I don't know if I actually had the settings up. Uh, at any point during this video, but I've got a profile saved. So in this, it's limited to 40 FPS. Um, I do have half rate shading and thermal TDP limited, and then I have it limited to about eight watts, which seems to be giving me the best performance per per I don't know per battery life. Getting a decent battery life on it with those settings um, seems to be way to go. The game is not overly hungry, and you don't actually have to have this view all the time you can have like there's a big map view and you just see dots going around you can have that i don't know if you can control the drivers though but that's an option um but it works and it's got partial controller controls so the actual official layout that they've already got for this works absolutely fine uh you use um a to to accept stuff and and then so on so you know everything is there that you need it to be touchscreen works so like Actual, like, performance-wise on deck, no problems at all. I'd love to know why it's not verified or what they've got to do to get it verified, but it just works and it's absolutely fine. No issues, no drama, no problems. Two thumbs up from that. 
I have been in de detail about this, and I wasn't really going to put this in the, the, the this video, but I think the game is flawed slightly, and I kind of highlighted it a little bit in the video. But I think it feels a bit of a reskin to Motorsport Manager um, with official Formula One stuff. Um, I think that they could have probably done more in... There's things like the uh, ERS uh, management, which feels really weird. Like we're having to, every five seconds, tell them when to deploy, when them to, to, to defend, and this, that, and the other. Yes, okay, it makes sense as a strategist to help them, but... They can't. Drivers got wing mirrors. I'm not sure Toto Wolf sits on this on the on the radio every five seconds telling George Russell when he needs to defend and this that and the other. A little bit on the strange side, if that makes sense. Um, AI is definitely flawed. It's one of the worst things about this game is how the AI reacts, and I did highlight that. And I need to highlight it again. The AI stuff is just ridiculous. Um, but. The overall experience is really, really good. Like, in general, um, to make you feel like you're part of the Formula One calendar, they've done a great job. For their first go, their first iteration of this, really, really good. And I really hope that we get to see in future another, like, another version. I, I really want to see another version of this game. I do. I think it's great. So, yeah, the, the game overall gets two thumbs up from me if you're expecting to be able to control like the f2 and the f3 drivers that ain't happening you can bring them into your team i suspect a mod will probably come out for that or something there's going to be mods for this and it'll be interesting to see what the they do steam deck performance is really solid um again i did should mention that you're looking at about three plus hours maybe three and a half hours depending on how you have your settings on the battery absolutely no problem at all I can't remember what I got. May have got even four hours uh, showing on the on the on the battery, but yeah, overall, great experience, good game. I will be playing more, and to hear Alpha Romeo's journey, you're gonna have to tune into Game Out every Friday, where we will be going as an update on the podcast to what is going on at Alpha Romeo in F1 Manager. All right. Thank you very much. Hopefully that gives you some insight to what F1 Manager is like on Steam Deck, on PC, and all the other good stuff. Apologize for the dirty equipment. But there you go. I need to make sure it's clean. Um, again, thank you very much for joining me. If you've enjoyed the video, please do subscribe. Do like the video. Whatever you want to do. Uh, do subscribe to the channel because we are pushing for... I haven't really got myself a target, but I want to see where we can get to towards the end of this year. It'd be really good if you do. Uh Join us on the Discord down below. Do make sure you listen to the podcast if you can. As I said, this will be on the back end of that podcast as well. Till then, guys. Till then. I'll see you all soon. Bye-bye.